Thank you for tuning into sermons from Liberty Baptist Church in Newport Beach, California. Our goal is to help you know God more and take the next step in your spiritual journey, no matter where you're at. If you have questions about God or about Liberty, you can connect with us at libertybaptistchurch.org. We pray that the Lord will use this message to be a help and encouragement in your life. Joshua and chapter 24, if you do have your Bibles, Joshua and chapter 24. I know there is a basketball league. There are a few other things that are happening afterwards, so I do not plan to be long tonight. Uh, But as I was thinking of Father's Day, Father's Day evening, uh, preaching to a people who, outside of maybe three or four people in the room, I don't know anybody, you don't know me, it reminded me of the very first time that I was asked to speak to uh, an adult connection group Sunday school class. Uh, I was serving with my father-in-law, and I was sitting in his office, and he pulled me aside, and he said, hey, Michael, I'd like for you to teach the class on this Sunday morning. And he gave me the date, and it was about a month out. I got excited. Uh, So I started to prep and to pray and to prepare uh, for weeks on end for that like 25-minute lesson. Uh, And it was the week of I realized the date that he gave me was time change Sunday in the spring. And everybody was basically sleeping the entire time. It was not a great audience. And so uh, you definitely will be better than them, but I appreciate uh, you being here this evening. And I will not take the time tonight to share my full testimony, uh, but I uh, have been called into full-time Christian ministry. And that to me, uh, there's no greater joy than that. And I I am uh, so thankful that God would allow my family and I to serve Him with our lives. And uh, I understand God does not call everybody into full-time Christian ministry, but does call everybody into full-time Christianity, and you're here tonight showing that, and I appreciate you being faithful to God's house. I love the verse that, please God by the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. And in 1 Timothy, uh, and I thank Christ Jesus our Lord who hath enabled me for that he counted me faithful, putting me into the ministry. And hopefully tonight is just a small glimpse of what our lives have tried to live by, and we are nowhere near a perfect family, but hopefully we can, uh, uh, this message tonight, we can show forth in our own lives, in our own family, and I'm looking forward to bringing this message to you all tonight. Joshua and chapter number 24. Pastor, thank you for the opportunity to preach this evening. Thank you for allowing us to be here as we are in. I don't know uh, what seasons of life that you have gone through. Maybe in your lives you have been here as a part of this church for your entire life. Uh, In our family, in the season that we are going through, uh, there are a lot of prayers, there are a lot of ups and downs, uh, but I appreciate you taking the time to have our family out this weekend and to put us up and to uh, host us, and we appreciate that. And it's not, it does not go uh, unnoticed by our family. So thank you, and thank you for the opportunity to preach tonight. Joshua chapter 24, we're going to read a couple verses beginning in verse number 14, uh, and then we're going to do a little bit of background and lay the foundation for what I believe to be uh, the message this evening. Joshua in chapter 24, beginning in verse number 14, we're going to read down through verse number 18. I'll read if you follow along. The Bible says, now therefore fear the Lord and serve Him in sincerity and in truth, and put away the gods which your father served on the other side of the flood and in Egypt, and serve ye the Lord. And if it seem evil unto you to serve the Lord, choose you this day whom ye will serve, whether the gods which your father served that were on the other side of the flood, or the gods of the Amorites in whose land ye dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. 
And the people answered and said, God forbid that we should forsake the Lord to serve other gods. For the Lord our God, he it is that brought us up and our fathers out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage, and which did those great signs in our sight and preserved us in all the way wherein we went and among all the people through whom we passed. And the Lord drave out from before us all the people, even the Amorites, which dwell in the land. Therefore will we also serve the Lord, for he is our God. Let me pray, and then we'll jump into the message this evening. Father, I thank you, and I I do not count it a light opportunity to stand behind this pulpit, and I thank you for the opportunity. I pray tonight that the words that will be said uh, will be a help and a blessing to the families that are here or listening online, and uh, may it be a, a, a reminder in our lives on how you would have us to serve you with our lives. No matter the calling on our lives, our vocation, may each family in here decide to serve you with their lives. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. We have read through a brief portion of what we will get into tonight here in Joshua chapter 24, these couple of verses. And as you can see, even up on the screen, the title, Today's Choice is going to equal Tomorrow's Blessings. And Joshua here, as we lay the foundation, uh, we know that the people of Israel were in the book of Exodus with Moses. They were brought out of the land of Egypt, and they were uh, slaves there. And they come across, and we know the story, right? Moses smites the rock, and he's not allowed to be, uh, take the people into the promised land. And so Joshua rises up. And if you have your Bibles with me, look there in Joshua and chapter number one. I think we actually have the verses there on the screen. Joshua and chapter one, and, and verse number one, it says, now after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spake unto Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' minister, saying, Moses, my servant is dead. Now therefore arise, go over this Jordan, thou and all this people unto the land which I do give them, even to the children of Israel, every place that the sole of your foot shall tread upon, that have I given unto you, as I said unto Moses. And so Joshua takes the people into the promised land, and I was trying to think of a way to illustrate Joshua. As you read through the book of Joshua, Joshua is a warrior. Uh, Joshua is a skilled negotiator. Joshua is a man's man on Father's Day. I was thinking, if Joshua was alive today, he would be the man that all of us would want to be like. Uh, He would be the man that all the ladies would want to date. That's who Joshua is at this time, and he is is exactly who the children of Israel need at this time in their lives. And we know that he takes the next seven years, and he takes them across into the Promised Land, but it's not given to them right away. So they have to go through, and they have to battle uh, Jericho, and Ai, and Lachish, and Gezer, and Bethel, and Eglon, and these cities in order to claim what is theirs. God says, every, the the sole of your foot, wherever it goes, that is the land that I'm going to give you. And so we know that he takes seven years, and he fights for the people, and they they now have conquered, and they have the promised land. And Joshua now, in chapter 24, is coming to the end of his life. And uh, I've not had too many times in my life to have the opportunity to speak to someone on their deathbed, but uh, if you do and you have that opportunity, they say it before, that those are the most precious words that somebody can give, their last words. They know that I only have a few breaths left, so let me give you what I feel to be the most important. 
Joshua is gathering the people in chapter 24. He's about to pass off the scene. They've accomplished much with the children of Israel. And he says, you know what? I have one more thing that I want to challenge you on. I have one more thing that I want to make sure that you understand before I pass off the scene. And so if you'll read with me, we've got the verse that'll be up there. Joshua chapter 24, beginning in verse number one. We're going to walk through what Joshua is saying to the children of Israel, and really the leaders of the people of this time. And Joshua, verse number one, gathered all the tribes of Israel to Shechem. I won't stop. And amazing, if you do the study, why is this important? And they had come back to Shechem, which in, in Genesis, uh, God gives to the people, and they've kind of come full circle all the way back, and he, he brings all the tribes back here to Shechem, and he called for the elders of Israel, and for their heads, and for their judges, and for their officers, and they presented themselves before God. Verse number two, and Joshua said unto all the people, thus saith the Lord God of Israel. So from this point on, Joshua is saying, here is the message that I am giving to you from the Lord. And from this point in verse number two through verse number 13, these are the words that God is giving to the people through Joshua. And he says this, your fathers dwelt on the other side of the flood in old time, even Terah and the father of Abraham and the father of Nacor, and they served other gods. And I took your father Abraham from the other side of the flood and led him throughout all the land of Canaan and multiplied his seed and gave him Isaac. And I gave unto Isaac Jacob and Esau. And I gave unto Esau Mount Seir to possess it. But Jacob and his children went down into Egypt. I sent Moses also and Aaron and I plagued Egypt according to that which I did among them. And afterward I brought you out. And he begins to relive the account of bringing the people out and the amazing miracles that he did to bring them to this point. Verse number six, and I brought your fathers out of Egypt and he came unto the sea and the Egyptians pursued after your fathers with chariots and horsemen unto the Red Sea. And when they cried unto the Lord, he put darkness between you and the Egyptians and brought the sea upon them. And covered them, and your eyes have seen what I have done in Egypt. And ye dwelt in the wilderness a long season. Verse number eight, and I brought you into the land of the Amorites, which dwelt on the other side of Jordan. And they fought with you, and I gave them into your hand, that ye might possess their land. And I destroyed them from before you. Then Balak, the son of Zippor, king of Moab, arose and warred against Israel and sent and called Balaam, the son of Beor, to curse you. But I would not hearken unto Balaam, therefore he blessed you still, so I delivered you out of his hand. Verse 11, and you went over Jordan and came unto Jericho, and the men of Jericho fought against you, and the Amorites, and the Perizzites, and the Canaanites, and the Hittites, and the Gergesites, and the Hivites, and the Jebusites, and I delivered them into your hand. Verse 12, and I sent the hornet before you, which drave them out from before you, even the two kings of the Amorites, but not with thy sword, nor with thy bow. Here's an amazing verse, 13, and I have given you a land for which ye did not labor, in cities which ye built not, and ye dwell in them. Of the vineyards and the oliveyards which ye planted not, do ye eat. And so he's coming here to the people, and through Joshua, through the word of God, Joshua is speaking to the leaders, and he's saying, please do not forget the amazing miracles that have brought us to this point where we are at. We're sitting in this land that we didn't build, we do not deserve. The hornets came and, and drove the people out, and God delivered us from the hand of the Amorites, and all of these people, the amazing thought to get us to where we are at right now. 
And then he encapsulates it and he finishes it with our verses that we're really going to hone in on tonight, verses 14 and 15. Now, therefore, so halfway through verse number two, uh, uh, Joshua is saying, this is the word of the Lord. And now in verse number 14, Joshua is now speaking and he's saying, now do this for me. Help me out with this. This is, this is my last stand. This is the last uh, admonition that I want to give you. Verse number 14. Now, therefore, fear the Lord and serve him in sincerity and in truth. And put away the gods which your fathers served on the other side of the flood and in Egypt, and serve ye the Lord. And if it seem evil unto you to serve the Lord, choose you this day whom ye will serve, whether the gods which your fathers served that were on the other side of the flood, or the gods of the Amorites in whose land ye dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And tonight I'd like to take a look quickly at how Joshua addressed the people here in verse number 14 and 15, and how can we take those same principles and apply them to our lives? And tonight, firstly, I see as Joshua was giving this charge to the people, I see there was a decision in their choosing, a decision in their choosing. We just read verses 14 and 15, and Joshua is coming to the people and he's saying, we have had so many awesome things that have brought us to this point. And Christian, if you're sitting here today, no matter what has happened in your life to bring you to here, there are a lot of amazing things that have happened to bring us to this point in our life. The blessings of God are amazing and awesome, but there's still a choice that has to be made. And Joshua is saying, we have come so far. We, we, we live in these lands that we did not build, and these, the, the, the olive yards and the vineyards, we didn't plant them, and we are now reaping the benefits from God's goodness, but do not continue to now serve the gods which are the, what your fathers will, but serve our God. And, and it's an amazing thought to think through, and we're going to get into it, how even after all that had, they have gone through, we just read there the first part of Joshua chapter 24, even after all that God had done for them, Joshua still had to get up and to tell the people, hey, make sure we're serving the right God here. The blessings were numerous, and there were still people who were serving the wrong God. In our lives, in our lives, and Joshua was saying to the people, he's saying, "You have to make this decision for yourself, and it's a choice." Uh, I grew up in a Christian home, mom and dad from birth. Uh, born on a Saturday, I was in the hospital that second Sunday. I was in church, so I've been in church from that point, all 36 years of my life. But guess what? That's not a choice that my mom and dad could make for me. Uh, I could sit in their home and they could teach and train, and pastor did an amazing job today giving us those five points of how we're to raise our children. And my parents could do all of those things, but at some point before, and when I left the house, I have to make that choice for myself. It is a choice that each and every one of us have to make. Mom can't make it for us, dad can't make it for us, pastor can't make it for us, grandma can't make it for us. We have to choose. And Joshua is coming to the people and he's saying, the, the blessings are amazing and numerous. But you have to make the choice to serve God with your life. He even says there, it's like Romans chapter 12, verse number one, I, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. He's saying, I'm not, I don't think that I'm asking a lot of you just to serve God. Look at where we've come from. And in 2023 and beyond, the choice to live for God is exactly that. It's a daily choice. 
If I were to be honest with you this morning, and I were to say, I need for whatever age you are, let's say you're my age, I'm 36 years old, let's say you're 36, and I say, from now until the day you die, uh, 30, 40 years from now, I need for you to serve the Lord your entire life. I can do that. I'm planning to, and I look forward to serving God with my life. But if I think of, man, I'm only halfway there. There's a lot that has brought me to this point. But if I brought you up here and I said, however old you are, you know what I need? Tomorrow morning when you wake up, I need for you to choose to serve God for one day. For 24 hours, I think tomorrow, when we, if we woke up, all of us could spend some time in the Word of God tomorrow. I think tomorrow if we decided, I'm not going to do it after that, I'm just going to do it for one day, we could spend some time in prayer. We could spend some time doing the things that God has asked us to do. We could live for God. We could be spirit-filled. We could do all of these things for one day. And tomorrow, choose to serve God with your life. And then guess what? The day after that, you only have to do it for one day. And the day after that, you only have to do it for one day. We so oftentimes in our minds think, man, God is asking so much. He wants the rest of my life. He wants today. Give Him today. And it's, Joshua's coming to the people and he's saying, I understand that the, the blessings have been bountiful, but you have to choose. There is a decision that you have to make. If you're like me, there are decisions that you've made in life that you thought would turn out, and then they did not. Uh, I, uh, we, we have, my family is here, and we've got three young girls, and my wife and I were talking, and we've been in ministry, and we're like, how are we going to be able to afford three weddings uh, and our kids? Get this, uh, we have four children, the oldest is 10, it goes, 10, 9, 8, and 6. And so we packed four kids into five years. Yes, it was on purpose. We knew what we were doing. Uh, but we had four kids. We're like, oh, three of the girls in there were like, man, we've got three weddings to pay for, and how are we going to do this? And so we started a couple of years ago. We're going to take a little bit of money here and there and kind of put it into some sort of a, a fund that will save it and maybe grow it. And so starting in 2022, man, the stock market's great and everything. And so we decided to invest some money at the beginning of last year. If you, if you did that last year, you know that was the worst decision you could have made. Uh, stock, I was talking to my finance, not really a financial advisor, somebody who knows it very well, and he's like, oh, Mike, you, I mean, it's like 8% on your average, and you're going to da 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 And he's giving me all these numbers. I'm like, okay, let's do it. We took our money, we put it in at the beginning of 2022, and it has less money now than it did when we put it in. I was like, this is going to be the greatest thing ever. I mean, if you, I'm very analytical, so I'm like sitting, putting, making spreadsheets on my computer. In like five years, we could have this amount. And, it's, it's not going to work out that way. So I thought it was going to be a great decision. It didn't work out that way. Uh, we had moved my family uh, growing up. We, the pastor had mentioned it earlier, we had, we, I was born in, in Santa Clara. Uh, we were there for a few years, moved away, and then we moved back my, right before my seventh grade year. And they had a Christian school, and they had a basketball team. And I enjoy basketball. And uh, the colors of the, uh, at that time of the Crusaders, uh, were this like gold, uh, like a royal blue and a white. And so those were the school colors, and, and we had a basketball jerseys for our seventh and eighth grade team. And my dad and I went out, and I saw these pair of shoes. I was like, these are it. This is exactly the pair of shoe that I think that is going to uh, catch the attention of everybody. And so we have a picture of those shoes. You have, look at those shoes right there. I don't know what possessed my mind to get black 
and lime green basketball shoes with royal gold and white jerseys. And I remember showing up to the very first game and everybody had like matching, matching shoes and they were all the same colors. And I had these shoes on and I thought it was going to work out. I basically got made fun of the entire time and it did not turn out well for me. Nowadays, that's like the cool thing, right? You're supposed to mismatch. I was, you know what, I was just ahead of my time is basically how I like to look at it. Uh, And so that was another decision. One more. Uh, I was in Bible college and a friend of mine had purchased a Yamaha motorcycle and uh, we were sitting in college chapel and he was sitting next to me and he said, hey, how about after after chapel today, after school, let's run down to In-N-Out and come back. And I said, let's do it. So we decided, I decided, you know what, instead of driving our cars, what if we took your motorcycle? That would be a great idea. Uh, so I showed up at his house. We got on his motorcycle. He had a helmet. I'm coming from Bible college, so I had on a dress shirt and dress pants and dress shoes and then a motorcycle helmet. He, now owning a motorcycle, had all of the gear. He's got like the leather jacket and the, the, all the, the, the stuff you're supposed to have if you ride in case something happens. And so I'm riding on the motorcycle. We're riding. I've never ridden on a motorcycle uh, with somebody before. And we're going to In-N-Out Burger. And as we're going, he's like leaning into the churns. And I'm not used to this. I'm like, we're going to fall. This is not going to be great. So we get there. We eat the hamburger. And I tell him, it's like, man, uh, it was kind of scary as we were going. Like, I wasn't used to that. So we finish our lunch, we are heading back to his house. On the way back to his house, coming there behind Mission College, they had had this churn, and in the median there, it's these rocks that were uh, in there in the median that that divides the one side from the other. It's not very high, but it's definitely, it's a curb and then the, the rocks on top. And so he's thinking in his mind, I scared him too much by leaning too much as we were driving. I'm not going to lean as much. And so we're coming around the churn, going about 35 or 40 miles an hour, and he didn't lean enough, and the front of the tire caught the median between the two sides. And instead of the bike going up on top, the bike, the motorcycle just stopped. Well, let me remind you, we were going about 35 or 40 miles an hour. So I was sitting on the back of the motorcycle. I flew over the top of him and landed on my back about 20 feet down the street and then skidded for about another 20 feet. I had dress pants and dress shoes on, tore elbows and pants. I remember like thinking like, I can't believe this just happened to me. I'm bleeding on my hands and my legs. And I was like, this is, I, this is the worst. And then all of a sudden I hear my friend, he's just moaning in the background. I was like, how is he hurt? He was driving. Well, what happened was when he was driving the motorcycle, when it stopped, it was a heavy motorcycle and the median was here. It fell on top of him and it pinned his leg and he actually broke his femur bone and it snapped right there with the bike on top of it. So we had to call the ambulance and uh, needless to say, I've given you just a couple of things that I thought were going to be great decisions and choices that did not work out. And we're, gonna, we're not going to ask you to come up here and to give your choices that you thought were going to work out. But the awesome part is, let me leave you with this, there is somebody who you can always, what Caleb was talking about earlier, there is somebody who you can always choose and it's always going to work out, and that's Jesus Christ. Sometimes in our life we're like, I don't know if it's going to work out. If I give my life to Christ, what's he going to ask of me? What am I going to have to give up? I don't know. I'm scared to do the will of God. And I can tell you, I love that song, Jesus Never Fails. Jesus never fails. Think about it tonight. Jesus never fails.
When we go through something in life, we often, we, I just gave you illustrations of oftentimes in my life I make a choice and it's the wrong one. But Jesus never fails. And in our lives, he's simply asking us, if you let me, if you give your life to me, it will turn out. It will be awesome. It will be amazing. And it is a decision in our choosing. But as Joshua is giving this this thought to the people, he then understands and he communicates to them. It's not just a decision, but some of them, there is a dilemma in their choosing. Let's look at verse number 14 and 15 again. Now, therefore, fear the Lord and serve him in sincerity and truth and put away the gods on Father's Day, which your father served on the other side of the flood and in Egypt and serve you the Lord. And if it seem evil unto you, to serve the Lord, choose you this day whom ye will serve, still, whether the gods which your fathers served that were on the other side of the flood, or the gods of the Amorites in whose land ye dwell, but as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. I won't spend a ton of time on this, but Joshua understood that for some of the people that were there, although they had seen the awesome works of God, although they had seen the miracles, although they, had, had, uh, they were living in this bountiful blessing of God and what He had done for their life, for some of them, they had fathers that were still serving other gods. And it wasn't going to be as easy as, okay, you said it, let me just go ahead and do it. And I don't know what we're going through, what you're going through in life right now, in our family, in the season of life, there, there are things that we've got to put our trust in. I love that song we sang earlier, "'Tis so sweet to trust in Jesus, Jesus never fails." In our life, we have to understand there may be a dilemma because we feel like there's a couple of options to choose from, and Joshua is saying, let me help you out with that decision. You may not have a home life that uh, has shown you, you know what, this is the way that you need to live. Maybe you're sitting here tonight and it's like, you know what, my marriage is crumbling or my children are going away from God. What do I do? It seems like I'm trying everything that I can. And there's this dilemma that is happening in our lives, and Joshua is saying, you may be seeing these two options, but don't let this be a dilemma in your life. You may have parents that have done this. You may have uh, friends or family, but choose you this day whom ye will serve. And I mentioned it briefly earlier. Uh, there may be this thought of our lives of, if I give my life to Christ, if I surrender fully with my family, what's He going to ask of me? Is He going to ask me to come back to church on a Sunday night, is, on a Tuesday night? Is He going to ask me to give in the offering? Is he gonna, what is God going to ask me to do? And there's this dilemma that comes in our lives, and sometimes it's not even the good things. If we're all honest, sometimes the dilemma comes because there's pleasure and sin for a season maybe that we are enjoying in the moment. And if I do this and I truly actually give my life to God, I have to give up something that I'm enjoying right now. And Joshua is pleading to the people and he is saying, listen, you have, some of you have fathers that are serving these other gods and it may seem like a good life to you, but let me help you out and tell you that is not the life for you. Uh, I think we have those verses there. Verse number two, he began to talk about how amazing to think that everything they had gone through there were still, they were still serving these other gods. Joshua chapter 24 and verse 2, uh, and Joshua said unto all the people, thus saith the Lord God of Israel, your fathers dwelt on the other side of the flood in old time, even Terah, the father of Abraham, the father of Nacor, and they served other gods. We already read verses 14 and 15 to see that even then they were still serving other gods. After all that they had gone through, they were still serving these other gods in their lives, and, and Joshua's coming to them and saying, I understand it has to be a choice. And for some of you, it may be a dilemma because of what you've seen your entire life, but then I love this. This, I think this might be my favorite one. Number three, he gave them his declaration when choosing. Joshua made it absolutely abundantly clear where he stood. 
And on this Father's Day, can I tell you how awesome is that to have somebody stand up and say, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. In Joshua's life, as he got to this point, he, he made sure that this declaration was not for anybody else first. We're here on Father's Day. I've got four beautiful children, an amazing, beautiful wife, and there are times in our life where my family needs, and it is my biblical responsibility to make that declaration for our family. Because at the end of the day, I am going to be the one that's going to stand before God and give an account for how did I lead my family in the cause of Christ. And Joshua, as he's standing before here, he's understanding there are split people in the crowd. He's not talking to everybody that is believing the exact same thing as him. And then he gives this, this mandate and this declaration, and he didn't start with somebody else. He said, as for me. It's this declaration, and he is saying, I don't care what any of you, anybody else does, as for me. He didn't start off by saying, as for my family, as for my, my uh, tribe, as for this. He said, as for me. If you need somebody to follow, follow me. Oftentimes, you know what we need? We need a leader to follow. And there are times in our lives where in your family, dads, I'm talking to you right now, I know you don't know me, this is not a condemnation. You know what your family needs? They need somebody to follow. They need a dad to stand up and say, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Joshua, he made it abundantly clear where he stood. It wasn't just personal for him, but then he added his home on it as well. Uh, we oftentimes, as husbands and fathers and leaders, we need to give our family something to follow. And oftentimes there are wives and there are children that are just longing for somebody to lead them. And on Father's Day, let me challenge you, be that for them. Declare for your family, I don't care what happens, I don't care what the rest of the family says, I don't care what the in-laws say, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Men and husbands, it's our job to set the spiritual temperature for our home. We have to take a gauge of that, and we have to then include our families and our house with it. And I love the part of the declaration there in verse number 15, uh, and he says, and if it seem evil unto you to serve the Lord, choose you, and then these two words, this day. He's saying today. He's, he's not saying, you know what, what we're going to do is we're going to meet about it for a little while. <laughs> we're going we're to get some, 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 um, some groups together and kind of chat and deliberate and see if this is what we want to do. He's saying, no, make the decision today. Today, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord and you can follow along with us. For too long, we've been riddled with the gods of our ancient ancestors. And even though uh, we are far removed from the times of before the flood and in Egypt, they have still followed with us. So today, make a change. And it's not too late for any of you in here to make a change. I've, I've gotten on a, I had the privilege of, of teaching an adult couples class for the last couple of years, and I have, for whatever reason, I've kind of gotten stuck on this one phrasing, and we've been talking about marriages and family in our, in our class for a while, and there's one phrase that I've just been enthralled with the last few weeks and maybe last month or two, and no matter what you're going through in here tonight, no matter what your marriage looks like, no matter where your children are at, no matter the financial pressures that you're under, here's the phrase that I've had, and it's been awesome, I believe it would be helped to you, there is hope because there is God. And tonight you say, I have no hope. I can't do what you're asking me to do. Yes, you can. There is hope because there is God. And no matter where you're at in your season of life, God can meet you there. Uh, my wife and I, we were 
uh, she, w- she was asked to speak to a ladies event, and it was on healing, and it was on going through struggles and, and, and seasons in your life, and we had this conversation, my wife and I, and we said, God has blessed, like, our home. We've not had any children who have been seriously sick or injured. Um, we've tried to be smart with finances. Like, we've not been throwing through reversals. Like, God has abundantly blessed, and she says, how can I, how can I teach these ladies who their husbands have cancer? How can I teach these ladies in this, in this uh, uh, time of where their, their, their children are gone or they had a ch- uh, child pass away? How can I explain that to them? And as we talked about it, we said, listen, the same God that meets us in our moment of need, whatever it is, is the exact same God that meets them in their moment of need, wherever that is. And tonight there is hope because there is God. And in our lives, we have to understand that there is a declaration that is being made, and you may sit here and say, I don't know that I can declare that. Yes, you can. Yes, you can, because there is hope, because there is God. And then lastly, and we're done this evening, I appreciate you listening well. Here's the cool thing. Sometimes you do not understand. You don't know what's it going to be like. If I make this declaration, as Joshua is coming before the people, If I do this, what is this going to look like? What are they going to think about me? How are they going to view me? Are they even going to listen? Is this going to make a difference at all? I want to see number four, the domino effect after choosing. We're going to read a few verses in closing this evening, beginning in verse number 16 through most of the end of the chapter. And it says this, and we read verses 16 through 18, but we will reread them again. And the people, verse number 16, answered and said, God forbid that we should forsake the Lord to serve other gods. For the Lord our God, he it is that brought us up and our fathers out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage, which did those great signs in our sight and preserved us in all the way wherein we went and among all the people through whom we passed. And the Lord drave out from before us all the people, even the Amorites, which dwelt in the land. Therefore will we also serve the Lord, for he is our God. Skip with me to verse number 21. And the people said unto Joshua, Nay, he's trying to convince them. Oh, are you sure? Because I don't. You've not shown this up to this point in your life. And the verse number twenty, the, the people say unto Joshua, Nay, but we will serve the Lord. Verse twenty-two, and Joshua said unto the people, Ye are witnesses against yourselves that ye have chosen that ye have chosen you the Lord to serve Him. And they said, We are witnesses. Now therefore, put away, said he, the strange gods which are among you, and incline your heart unto the Lord God of Israel. And the people said unto Joshua, The Lord our God will we serve, and his voice will we obey. So Joshua made a covenant with the people that day, and set them a statute and an ordinance in Shechem. And Joshua wrote these words in the book of the law of God, and took a great stone, and set it up there under an oak that was by the sanctuary of the Lord. And Joshua said unto all the people, Behold, this stone shall be a witness unto us, for it hath heard all the words of the Lord, which he spake unto us. It shall be therefore a witness unto you, lest ye deny your God. So Joshua, let the people depart every man unto his inheritance. And before we read those last couple of verses, the last recap and we're done. Joshua brought the people over the promised land, fought for seven years, got them the promised land. Uh, God's promise, every, uh, the part everywhere, the, the, the sole of your foot shall tread, that will I give unto you. So they battled and they fought and they got to all of these things and Joshua comes to the people and he says, I'm about to die. Let me gather the leaders together one more time because I have one more challenge to you. And he's seen that even then, after all that God had done for them, there were still people who were deciding and, dile- and there was a dilemma, should I choose God? And he declares unto them, it doesn't matter what you do, you can 
follow me because as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And so then they said, we will do it. We will follow. And this is awesome. Look in verse number 29. And it came to pass after these things that Joshua, the son of Nun, the servant of the Lord, died, being 110 years old. And they buried him in the border of his inheritance in Timnath Syrah, which is in Mount Ephraim, on the north side of the hill of Gash, in verse 31. And Israel served the Lord all the days of Joshua, and all the days of the elders that overlived Joshua, when which had known all the works of the Lord that he had done for Israel. We oftentimes think, what's the big deal? I'm just one person. Who's going to follow me? And Joshua stood up before the leaders of the children of Israel, and he says, there are so many of you that are still battling back and forth. But as for me, it's one person. I will serve the Lord with my family, and I think you should follow me. And how awesome to read that all of the children of Israel through the rest of Joshua's life, but not, it's it's said that he died pretty quickly after that, and the lives of the elders that overlived Joshua. So for the next generation, Joshua made a huge difference. Because he stood up and he said, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. I have my wife and my children here, and I'm not going to call them up, but I link in Sophia, Lacey, and Carly, and I have four young children, amazing, beautiful kids. And if I'm honest with you tonight, if I'm going to stand up here and I'm going to preach this message, oftentimes the person who gets helped the most is the person who's teaching and preaching. Because now I have four young kids and, and eight eyeballs plus my wife that are watching me. And I want my four children to look at their dad and to say, he stood up and he said, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. What difference does it make? I'm just one person. If I can affect my family and they can get married and can affect their families, it can be a, a generational blessing because it started with one person. So don't sit in here tonight and say, who am I? I'm one person. It doesn't matter if I make this choice or not. Joshua made this choice, and the entire nation of Israel served the Lord for the next generation after. Tonight, let me encourage you, Liberty Baptist Church, you really don't know me, and I don't know you. So it's a a challenge, and it's a charge we're going to take together. We need moms and dads to sit in here tonight and say, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Is it going to make much of a difference? It showed it does here. And so tonight, may we not say, you know what, it it doesn't really matter, who am I? I can't make much of a difference. Yes, you can. And my challenge to you tonight is look at the domino effect after Joshua said, hey, follow me. Some of you are in this dilemma stage, it doesn't, I don't, you don't know if it's going to work, follow me, and I promise you it's going to turn out. And the entire nation of Israel was changed. My hope today and tonight is that you realize that there is a choice, and day by day, 24 hours at a time, let's make that choice together. And if there's a dilemma that you're choosing between, Jesus never fails. And Joshua stood up, and we need people in here tonight to stand up and to say, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And the title, today's choice, tomorrow's blessings. If I'm honest with you, I could make this choice, and I could preach this message, and I would hope that there would be people in here that would make a decision and it would impact their lives and they would be able to, to take something from this to apply to their lives this week. But more than that, I want to make this choice for my family. I want for my four kids to be blessed 
because their daddy made that choice. And tonight, there's many families in here that can make an awesome difference if we simply say, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Thank you for listening to Messages from Liberty. Tune in next week for more Bible teaching or subscribe on iTunes to stay up to date with our current series.